You're listening to the Burn Youth Podcast. We hope this message encourages and challenges you to live for Jesus. Let's get into it. All right, all right. We need the band to just swirl for a second because we're about to invite. So let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. We are about to invite our guest speakers tonight. They are the, pa- the parents of Apsara Singh and Kendrick Singh. They are the assistant pastor and kidsway pastor at our church. They are the most humble servant leaders you will ever meet. They are the closest image to Jesus on this planet in this reality. Give them a massive burn youth round of applause That's cool. Come on. Let's give a louder shout to Jesus. Love you, Lord. And let's give a shout to our youth pastors, Pastor Megan Hamish. Come on. All right. Take your seat, guys. So we got to get in and out tonight because... This is a hot topic. This is a hot off the press topic. If you didn't know, this year we are talking all about welcome Holy Spirit. Welcome Holy Spirit. That is the theme for church and youth group this whole year. And we thought it would be fantastic tonight to talk specifically on a topic called spirit-filled living. Somebody say spirit-filled living. Spirit-filled living. That's what we're talking about tonight. And the reason why Meg and I decided to get Rodney and Anushka in on this one is because they live lives that are spirit-filled. They live lives that are filled with the Holy Spirit. And in fact, if you, know, if you, if you met Anushka even for five seconds, you would know that she is so filled with the Holy Spirit. It's literally every time I chat to Anushka at work, she is giving me revelations. She, she's, she's like, Hamish, God spoke to me about this today. Oh, Hamish, you wouldn't believe what the Holy Spirit told me today. So, and both of them, Ronnie as well, both of them are so filled with the Spirit and they have such a close relationship with God in their day-to-day walk following Jesus that we had to get them in on this topic. Put your hands together for Ronnie and Anushka again because they're just fantastic. So, guys, how you feeling? How you doing? Yeah. We are feeling great. Yeah. Hey, sorry about last time we didn't make it, but hey, here we are. <laughs> Come on. Here we are, Come and uh, yeah. yeah, let's do this. I'm excited. Let's do it. So, Spirit-Filled Living. Mm. Okay, let's break down the name. Mm. Spirit-Filled Living, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Okay. So, I just want to tell you guys, before we start off, right from the bat, that every one of us can live a Spirit-filled life. And we're going to break that down, okay? We're going to talk about that. But before I can tell you about what it, what it means to be living a spirit-filled life, what it means to walk in a spirit-filled life, uh, we've got to know one thing. We've got to establish a foundation first and foremost. And that is to know who the Holy Spirit is. We need to know who the Holy Spirit is. So two things before we start off uh, talking about spirit-filled living. Um, we're going to know who the Holy Spirit is and who has Him. Two things, right? And so I want to start off by just saying that there's so many, so many times that we um, get so much misconceptions, you know, ideas from people, uh, even people who are not Christians, you know, about spirituality and all those kind of things. But I want to know, spirit-filled lives, we can't have spirit-filled life if we don't know the Holy Spirit, 
and if we are not in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, first and foremost, without confusing you guys about the Holy Spirit and all these ideas about the Holy Spirit, I want you to know one thing, that Holy Spirit is God, period, full stop. Holy Spirit is God. There is no confusion about that. And we can, I want to tell you that, you know, our God is one God in three persons. That is the Father, that is the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All co-equal, having three persons, but living co-equally and united right from the beginning. Nobody created them. They're living right from the beginning, before time, and will live forever. Okay, that's our God. One God in three persons. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So today we are talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about living a spirit-filled life in connection, in, 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 in our walk with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's who He is, just simply. Then we're going we're gonna to ask ourselves, who has the Holy Spirit? And I'm going to go to the Scriptures for that. I'm going to start off with the Scriptures. Come on. As Pastor Gary Morgan said, we're going to make these things legal now. <laughs> <laughs> Who was he at Revival Week? So good. Uh, how good was that? That was Come amazing. On. Hey, man, before I go into the scriptures, can I just encourage you guys? Can I encourage you, young, vibrant people, not just be there at the 6 p.m. service, but can you make it to the 10, uh, the, the 10 a.m. service as well? Because I want to see a whole lot of oh, young yeah. people out here in oh, front yeah. inspiring us, dancing for Jesus. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Not just the evening service, but the morning service as well. Come on. Who's going to be here this Sunday? I'm going to be there. Morning. <laughs> morning. Be there. morning service. Okay, I want to start off by um, just talking to you about the scripture. Can we bring up John chapter 7? Now, John chapter 7 says here, Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water. Say rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant, now this was Jesus talking at first and now it says, by this Jesus meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit has not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay, for those of us who has accepted Jesus, simple as that. Those of us who has accepted Jesus to be our Lord and Savior has the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so we can all live a spirit-filled life. Now I want to just emphasize on this word, Lord. Many of us can take Jesus as our Savior, but we're yet to give Him our, uh, the, the status of Lordship in our life. And that's very important. Yep. Lordship means you surrendering your life, surrendering your schedule, surrendering your everything to Jesus' Lordship so that then He takes priority, He takes on your life and He takes you where He wants to, not you saying to the Lord, Lord, I want to go here today, so why don't you follow me? No, it's, it doesn't work that way. Lordship means that you are following Jesus. Yeah, it's good. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, very now, good. So, so, so we've established that who, who the Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is God. And who has Him? Anyone who believes in Him, anyone who takes uh, Jesus to be their Lord and Savior mm. has the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of Jesus. Mm. Now, back to the scripture. Then it says there, there that rivers of living water will flow from within you, which means that the Holy Spirit will be in you and it will flow out of you. Yeah. So spirit-filled life is not only something that affects you, mm. but it flows out of you yes. and it benefits 
those that are around you. That is important. So it's not just about ourselves, it's about others as well. So that's what a spirit-filled um, life, one of, the, one of the meaning of that. So for me, it is a life where it, it, it's a life of just walking with the Holy Spirit in awareness and in submission to the Spirit. Awareness and submission, mm-hmm. where I am aware of His presence, I'm aware his, uh, of His power, and I'm aware of what God wants to do through my life in, in, in living that way. Mm. So that's, uh, that's, you know, that's what I just want to start off with that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good foundation. Did you, were you going to add something? Yeah, it? yeah. Um, the way that I think um, Holy Spirit is and, and I'm living in His presence is that I'm always talking to the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not talking loudly. That would seem silly. But I am talking to Him in my heart. And then I am waiting for His response. So the Holy Spirit is like my trusty friend. He's always with me, and I have made a habit of talking to him. So no wonder when I come in the morning, I'm like, Hamish, this is what he has said. This yeah. is what this is. You know how he helped me yesterday. So anyway, so um, sometimes the the response can be instant. So he would uh, remind me a scripture that I would have read, or he would talk to me while I am reading something. He would use the people around me to to say something, or or um, things around me he'll point it and he'll be like okay this is what I'm talking to you so so living in the presence of the Holy Spirit means that I am aware that he is present with me and in uh, John chapter 14 Jesus says and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you he is the Holy Spirit who lives who leads into all truth later in the same chapter he said But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Mm. So living in the presence of the Holy Spirit means the Holy Spirit will lead me into all truth. Now the Word is the truth. So you better be spending time in the Word. (laughs) So so he will teach me and, and remind me of what Jesus has said. For example, during the day, in the evening, a new problem has come up. Something difficult has come up. Oh, I have to. I have an opportunity to serve somebody, but hey, I am so very busy. What shall I do? What will Jesus do in this situation? So I ask my trusty friend. And whichever decision I make, my trusty friend will either challenge me, correct me, encourage me, or comfort me. Mm. So, so the Holy Spirit, what He is doing is He is basically refining me. Mm. So, to become more and more like King Jesus, it is simple. Mm. The person that we spend the most time with, that's how we tend to become. So, if we want to become like Jesus, we should stay in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I love, um, you know, it's a kind of a common misconception in a way that the Holy Spirit is limited to like tingly feelings in praise and worship. And so when, when, when you were, Anushka, just talking about living in his presence, I think sometimes for some of us, our, our first thought would be like, oh, living in the presence of the Holy Spirit means tingling, tingling feelings in praise and worship. But I love what you were talking about, how he how he, like, he uses your conscience and he, yep. and he corrects you yep. in your daily life. Yep. 
So living in His presence, living in the presence of the Holy Spirit is more than just singing a worship song or reading your Bible or going to church, even though those are all fantastic things. You can carry His presence with you into the supermarket, into the school, on the bus. You know, wherever you are, His presence is carried with you, which is, I think, it's just a fantastic thought. His word says, I will never leave you and never forsake you. Yeah. I am your ever-present help in time of need. Mm. So he's telling the truth. He has to tell the truth. He is God. So I believe that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Just, just another thing I want to add to that, what you said, Hamish, you know, when we have that thought of just tingly, sometimes tingly feelings, you know, you're talking about, just something that came to me right now. Sometimes when we think about God, or we, you know, even, even the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of Jesus Christ, the Son, the person of, you know, the Father, uh, sometimes you go, I don't understand this. And it's okay. Yep. It's okay. God is infinite. And there's things of God that you will not understand at the moment. Mm. Right? You mm. will not understand. But God will reveal to you as the time is right for you. Mm. So sometimes what happens is we don't understand the things of God. And I just want to say, young people, it's okay. It's okay. But the Holy Spirit's presence in your life will bring you to places where slowly... But surely he will reveal himself mm. in a way that will make sense to you. Mm. Okay? So that's what he wants to do and he's planning to do in your life. Mm. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Hey, Connor, can we get keys up for a sec? Thanks, man. I just, um, just as you were talking then, I was just thinking like how incredible it is that, you know, because we were talking about how the Holy Spirit is God, right? It's part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit sounds so personal to us. But then our idea of God is so magnificent and so powerful. You know, the God, the, the guy who created the heavens and the earth with words, he's also the Holy Spirit who is with us in a supermarket or in a math classroom. And so, you know, we were talking about living in his presence. I, want, I wonder, can we talk about the angle of living in his power? Living in his power, what does that look like? Is there any... Any thoughts that come to mind? Sure. I just want to... I think I'm going to start off with a, a illustration to just explain two things I want to talk about when it comes to the power. First is God's power, how the power of God operates. And I'm just going to give you one key. There's, just keep in mind that there's many keys to live uh, in a powerful way when you're living in a spirit-filled life. But I'm, I'll share one key after I've shared the illustration and how God's power works. This is... Now, every time someone shows you an illustration uh, about, you know, this is how God operates, I want you to understand simply this, that none of the things that we as human beings will try and explain about God will be complete. Okay? It's not an end to solution to all this. But God is, like I said, is, He's in, infinite. It's just He says that my thoughts, my ways are far beyond what we can comprehend and imagine, okay? Well, I just want to show you how God's power works. Now, I know that you guys are smart people, so I'm going to ask you to shout out some of the things. What is this? A lamp, you know, a lamp. And, and the purpose of this lamp is to light up, light up a room, right? But right now, it is useless, There is no power. It is powerless. Right? It is powerless. Why? (laughs) There is a way that God's power operates. Now I want you to think of three things. I'm going to talk to you about three things. Uh, 
in connection with God's power, right? First is this. There is a power source mm. where electricity is generated and it comes. And that is the, the, uh, the generator, the, um, what's it called? Where the, de- the dam is the power plant. Say the power plant where the electricity is generated, then it comes to our homes, to the church, and then we do something to connect that. We connect the power, uh, the lead to the power socket, the power point. Right? Say the power point is Jesus. The power plant is God. Power comes to the homes through Jesus in our hearts. This is us. And there's this on and off button, right? When we are off, we, are, we know about Jesus, but we are not connected with Him. We don't have a relationship with Him. That's the off button. The on button is when we are in relationship with Jesus. We know Him, right? That's our connection. And then the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, he's the lead. He's the connector. He's the energy source that comes through Jesus. As I said, when we believe, the Holy Spirit comes. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and there's a permanency. He, re- he resides in us permanently. But this, the power of God operates in, in this way. That when we switch it on, let's switch for this. <laughs> Sorry, <Rodney. laughs> I'm jittering. That switch. You know, Jesus is the switch. It's on. We're connected to Him. And then the Holy Spirit connects us. And that's the power. That's how God's power, say, operates in our life. That's His power, right? But I want to I wanna flip this around. I want to talk to you about, this is God's power and it will operate. You know? But I want to talk to you about the power that, uh, um, the, the key, which is on our part. Now, this is how it operates. But there's a key that I want to give to you and, and how that we can work in, in God's power. And the key is sacrificial living. Now, God's kingdom operates opposite to the world's ways. You, we all know that. You know, when we talk about power in the world way, it's about conquering. It's about getting more. It's about, but Jesus says, hey, if you want to be first in the kingdom, you've got to be last. You've got to be last. That's what Jesus says. Paul, when he received Jesus, he lived a sacrificial life. He lived a life where he gave his all, sacrificed all his life so that many people would know and come to know Jesus through his ministry that God has given us. So the key here, God's power operates with us and through us, but there's got to be something that we got to do in order to work powerfully and influence people in our lives. And one of that is a sacrificial life. God will operate in His power. But we can live a powerful life, a spirit-filled life in power. One key, sacrifice. Now, here's the thing. We are so, um, we are so, we so love some of the things in our life that it's hard to sacrifice. I'll give you one example of that, the key, you know, how to operate in that key of sacrifice. For example, our leisure and pleasure time Mm. our leisure and pleasure time we don't want to give our leisure and pleasure time away now what would that look like to you every every every, for everyone it would look different maybe it's uh uh, watching youtube apsara or you know video games or whatever it is you know that's your time but hey would you sacrifice Mm. say 30 minutes out of that and add to the 30 minutes that you have already for your devotional and prayer time and make it into one hour. 
That is power. You'll be operating in God's power because while you've sacrificed something and there's an addition that is coming to you that will not just benefit you, but will benefit others. So God's power operates the way it does. It's there for us, lighting us up. But there's something that we've got to do to operate in that power. All right, and, and that's always opposite in the kingdom way compared to the world ways. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, so I thought um, I'll add another key. So mm. this is in, in my experience. Um, I believe the other key is um, obedience, yeah. obedience to the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, for me, in my experience, I, I get afraid really quickly. So, so, uh, so what do I do? I have to be obedient straight away. I, I do do obedience, but it can be late. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So we require the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So, mm. What I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of submission, mm. a lot of sacrifice, a lot of obedience. And when you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, sacrifice is required. When you're obedient to God, there's a part of you that is laying down your will what you would rather do, your preference to submit to His purpose. Yep. And so, Anushka, as we wrap up, I just want to ask you, how, like, how does that work with the Holy Spirit? How does the Holy Spirit help us live out His purpose? Okay, so, so submitting to the presence, yes, and uh, power of the Holy Spirit, we live out the plans and purposes of God. So this is in John chapter 15. This... Um, uh, chapter 14, Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit. Chapter 15, he says, This is my commandment. Love each other the way I love you. Wow, that is big. He tells us to remain in him. So he talks about um, producing fruit. And he says he's the, he's the vine, we are the branches, and we can't produce fruit if we are not connected to him. So um, when, we, when we are not connected to him, we are not producing that fruit. We, so we need to live in that spirit-filled life. The, the, the fruit is then the good works that we do, that, that we do in faith and the gospel that we share with the people around us. Because we have been living in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you have come to know who Jesus is. You have met with His goodness. You have tasted His goodness. You have uh, felt His comfort. You have um, received His mercy and grace. So it has, has transformed you and now you're going out. You're going out and you're doing the same thing that the Holy Spirit has, has given to you. That is how we love the people the way Jesus has loved us. And that is His, is his commandment. And we can't do it if we're not living in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You're not being refined. Yeah. If you're not being refined, you can't give the way He calls us to, to give. So, yeah. so, so that is, um, I would say, living out my purpose. My purpose, I believe, is to, is to love people the way that God calls me to love them. Yeah. And, and it is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I quickly just encourage you? You know, we, we've, Pastor Hamish has asked you to to go out and, and call someone, right? This is what the disciples did. They were fickle in Acts chapter 2. They were fickle, they were afraid. But when the Holy Spirit came in oh, power, yeah. right? They, there was the outcome. The purpose was fulfilled in that chapter. I want you to go and read this chapter before you go and uh, set, you know, call out your friends for Super Bowl. 
Acts chapter 2, Holy Spirit came, three things happened. The presence of God came, the power of God came, and the purpose was fulfilled. 3,000 people were saved. And it is possible for each one of you as well. Acts chapter 2, go and read out, pray to God and say, God, give me your presence. Your presence is in me, but give me that power to go and call out my friends to come and receive you. Amen. Amen. So if you're taking notes, the three main points, I don't know if you caught it, but spirit-filled living, number one, spirit-filled living means living in His presence. Living in His presence. Number two, spirit-filled living means living by His power. And the final one, spirit-filled living means living out His purpose. Exactly what you were saying, Rodney, just then. Mm. When the power of the Holy Spirit came on them, everything in their lives aligned. Every, every purpose that they had aligned with God's purpose. Yeah. And they were able to live out God's purpose on their lives. Mm. In that moment when they, were, when they spoke in tongues for the first time, straight after that, Peter got up and preached. And yes, yeah. thousands of people were yeah. saved. Yeah. Thousands of people were saved. And these sort of feats, seeing thousands of people saved, seeing your friends at school come to know Jesus. We can't do these things through human strength. The only way we see these miracles happen, the only way we see people coming to a saving faith in Jesus is through spirit-filled living. Yeah. Is if Christians, if young people such as yourself would get filled Amen. with the Holy Spirit Amen. to the point where it's not just enough for you, it's overflowing. Yeah. The other week, Meg and I, we were at a Youth Alive event and the pastor, he, he was using this analogy of a cup getting filled with liquid, getting filled with water. Mm. And as Christians, if you imagine us as the cup and the water as the Holy Spirit, you don't want to just get half filled. You don't want to even get three quarters filled. To be honest, you don't want to even get fully filled. You want to be full to overflowing. Hallelujah. My prayer for you, young people, is that you are so full of the Holy Spirit that it starts spilling over the edges. Yeah, come on. Like if you're filling up a bath tub and you forget that you left the tap on and all of a sudden it's flooded your life will flood with the Holy Spirit I I pray that and I prophesy over you burn youth that your life will flood with the Holy Spirit that your school friends that your class friends that your netball friends whatever they will feel the touch of God's presence because you carry Him on the inside thank you Rodney and Anushka you guys are incredible put your hands together for them awesome awesome Awesome. I'm going to pray for you guys quickly and then we're going to split into hubs time. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, we just pray right now, Lord, that your spirit falls on the young people of Burn Youth. Yes, Lord. Lord, we know that, that they have received uh, the call from your spirit to salvation. Many of them have decided to follow you, Jesus. And that mm. means that they've heard your voice. Yeah. That means that they've accepted you. But Lord, I pray for, for that next level baptism. I pray for that fire baptism, that baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray that each one of them receive the the fire of baptism, the the, the fire of the Holy Spirit, that each one of them will speak in tongues, that each one of them will see visions, that each one of them will be filled to overflowing by the power, the presence and the purpose of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Lord, change us, Lord. We need your Spirit. It's not by my strength. It's not by 
by our power. It's not by our striving, Lord, but it's only by Your Spirit that we'll see these things done, Lord Jesus. And so we pray that Burn Youth will be a youth that doesn't just burn in name only, but burns in the fire of the Holy Spirit, yes, set on fire, a young generation set on fire yes, by Your presence. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Man, come on. Fantastic. Thanks for tuning in to the Burn Youth Podcast. To stay in the loop, follow us on Instagram at Burn Youth. See you next time.